Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us. It is your SmackDown and AEW Rampage, the last Rampage review on this specific broadcast that'll be carrying over into the Collision Post Show. But for tonight, we're talking some Rampage. We're talking some SmackDown. It's Friday, June 9th. We're hanging out and having a good time. I've uh, I've got my usuals here. I've got Alex Cardoza here. And I'm also joined by a special fella who... Is a rising star in the professional <laughs> journalism space. <laughs> and I'm going to introduce him to you all. But before we get started, I'm going to remind you to please get in your super chats and your humper chats at humperchats.com to get your question or statement read on air. You can also support us at twitch.tv slash fightful gaming and send us your biddies that way. Mm-hmm. We appreciate the support. And also just a reminder to leave a thumbs up on this video. It's the best free way to support us. And there's a whole lot of scoop skis over at Fightful yeah. Select, the best $5 in the biz. And that's part of why Sean is here. He's going to be here on occasion over the summer, appearing as our insider. And he'll also be appearing on your collision. Insider? I barely know her. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Uh, Whoa, wrong uh, one. Sorry. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have Sean on a little bit in the summer, and for your Collision post show, uh, he's gonna be showing up there from time to time as well. But Rampage will be transferred over to the Collision post show on Saturdays. But Sean, welcome back to the old stomping grounds, buddy. Yeah, I, as it turns out, uh, my Fridays and Saturdays aren't as precious in the summer as they are in the spring and fall, uh, due to the nature uh, of my schedule. But yeah, I've found that. 
that a lot of people are asking a lot of questions, especially about Fightful Select content. So I'm going to pop up here and there. I will likely have some sort of SmackDown collision review of my own that will drop on Fightful Select throughout this summer. I'll see how you guys feel about it. But I had a lot of people asking a lot of questions about this show. Uh, the the title belts that, that have been popped up or been popping up uh, both last week and this week. Last week, we broke the news that they had brought in the new championship for Roman Reigns, and that was happening. This week, uh, after the news broke about Asuka, we were told by WWE sources that they were looking to clarify and streamline that. And there, that will be happening for Rhea Ripley's title as well, I'm told. But we saw that tonight. The Raw Women's Championship is no longer the Raw Women's Championship. It's the WWE Women's Championship. We were also able to confirm on Fightful Select that Charlotte was en route from Orlando to Iowa or wherever the hell that they did the show tonight. Uh, which is was a surprise to a lot of people I talked to backstage because Charlotte is supposed to be in my neck of the woods throughout a lot of this month filming a Mildred Burke movie here in uh, Kentucky, in Louisville, actually. So that's something to kind of keep your eye on. A lot of people have been saying, okay, Sean, why haven't you been posting the Raw and SmackDown plans? Well, there are many reasons, and I'll get into them here. One, there are the the changes that I keep mentioning because we post an order. Like sometimes when you see these emerge, people will post the segments, but not necessarily an order. A lot of ours is this is the order it's going to be. And so much of that has changed. And we had people say, of course they'll blame Vince. Oh yeah. It's I'm blaming Vince. He comes in, he's changed the order of a lot of things. And I think there might be a little bit of back and forth here. And I think there's maybe a little, and this is my hunch, not a report. I think what we saw on tonight's show was a little bit of chess because when have you ever seen them announce this many things for next week, two weeks, three weeks away? Because a big thing of Vince's is he likes to deliver on what's advertised by and large, whether or not he advertised it or not, or it was somebody else. Uh, the, the tag team title situation uh, for the women, I've been told that's been discussed virtually since they were all drafted. Like, this has been in the works. This has been a plan for a while. But unfortunately, injuries occurred along this process. And there were speed bumps that that happened along the way as well. Almost everybody has known those were snake-bitten titles from the jump, which is a bummer. But also something that we saw on tonight's show, Baron Corbin, Mustafa Ali, Fightful Selected reported last week, just because they're an NXT doesn't mean that they won't be on the main roster. And I had somebody in WWE that actually watches Fightful shows. They said, listen, I know you guys understandably were not optimistic about the free agent tags because of past regimes and how it doesn't make a lot of sense. But we promise there was more of a plan associated with this than anybody was giving us credit for. And it's clear that there was. Now, it doesn't quite explain why you know, Dana Brooke is on certain shows or, or things like that. But they at least said, as it pertained to Mustafa Ali and Baron Corbin, there was a, a little bit more uh, rhyme and reason to that, so to speak. And I'm not going to be mad at them getting Carmelo Hayes on SmackDown in any capacity. Cause I think that's, that's a very, very important thing. But um, I, I've been told, and I think you could see it with Nick Khan's uh, words today. They want to reinvigorate NXT a little bit, and that's why you're starting to see Carmelo pop up here. You're starting to see Braun challenge Seth Rollins. 
and you're starting to see Ali and Corbin go there. And back in the day, what I, I, I was drawn a line directly to when Titus O'Neil showed up in NXT back in the day and when Cesaro did. And they said, even if these aren't top talent on Raw and SmackDown, when they come to NXT, you go, oh shit, look who it is. They're there, and they instantly had that cachet. Also, you want your kids in NXT to work with the Baron Corbins and Mustafa Ali's to get better. And you go up to Mustafa Ali and Baron Corbin, who have worked with absolutely everybody, and you say, is there any hope for this person? Are they the shits? Are they good? Could you see something in them? It works a lot of different ways. So uh, that, that's some of what I, I had over at FightfulSelect.com. We're going to add a little bit more color to a lot of this throughout the weekend. We've got AW Fight Forever news. We had a ton of Forbidden Door news this weekend, which might have already ruffled some feathers uh, in Chicago. Uh, if you I, could believe, if you could believe, feathers could ever be ruffled there. In Chicago, of all places, uh, I'm excited for Forbidden Door. Just from what's announced, never mind some of the scoopskies that we were getting behind the scenes from Sean there. Ton, yeah. This was a busy week for you. <laughs> There's a lot of news, a lot of news that came out. And I think what's good is a lot of the changes that we were hoping were imminent around the draft time. I was kind of hoping they take place, I don't know, right after the draft when they told us yeah. they were going to be or right after Backlash. But overall, these are things we wanted to see, right? Non-brand specific titles for the women. Those NXT tag championships, the, the women's main roster championships, Never really found their footing, so I think a unification is something that makes sense. I'm I'm uh, happy to see the direction that things are headed in, even if it took a little longer than we were expecting or hoping. I think it's headed in the right direction. So, good week for wrestling, man. Raw it was is... really good. <laughs> yeah, Raw Raw was a blast. Of course, Alex wasn't there, which is hilarious. Oh, what a rib! What a rib! <laughs> it is it is just phenomenal. I love that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a, a pretty damn good week for wrestling. I've, I've heard there's some really cool stuff in store. I can't say when and where because uh, it just can't uh, pop that out there yet. But uh, for those of you that are asking what's up with the Raw plans, SmackDown plans, those will be returning. But I'm going to do it at a time in which I feel confident in which the information will be accurate uh, because... I'll be honest with you, WWE had kind of just rolled over and realized that I got it. And sometimes <laughs> they'd even sometimes they'd even be like, let, let me add some color to this situation. Uh, but there are certain things in it that I looked at, and I this actually happened in 2018 as well, where I started to notice that different places that I would get these from would get a like one or two little different things associated. Now I'm being told of late, it's just because it's like well, did you see the 7 p.m. version or the 8 p.m. version? Because they're going to be categorically different. That makes or sense. Or the order is going to be different. But those will be returning to Fightful Select. Don't worry about that. Because uh, I've had people asking, and that's understandable. But I want to make sure that I'm not giving you guys inaccurate information. But what I can do is take those that I'm seeing and sort of compare those notes and, and all that. Because I've been seeing like dis different producer lists and everything. Because uh, the list that I see and have seen since 2018 is different than a lot of the people that are getting them from distributors, uh, broadcast distributors, and they they get like the information of the matches. We're able to see like refs, 
uh, match orders, dark matches, producers, a lot of stuff like that. Then it's updated with like live event notes. That's how I'm able to find out when things break certain gate records. And next week, I will likely be joining you guys from the arena because Lexington will host SmackDown next week. So I'll be there. Uh, Hopefully, I'll be backstage getting some scoops. I'm sure they'll just welcome me with open arms. (laughs) Of course. I'm sure that I'll just... I'll just say, don't you know who I am? And they'll go, yeah, all right. Yeah, uh, I'm all Sean right. Rossap. I'm on the payroll, clearly. <laughs> and they'll go, wait, which payroll? And they're like, oh, wait, you're, you're down for every single payroll. You're down for all of them. So there you go. Uh, but I wanted to say uh, thank you guys for having me on. And uh, it's, it's just weird that you guys aren't going to be covering Rampage anymore, right? It actually, I like had a little bit of a a bit of a feels for that because I brought yeah. in I was brought in to cover Rampage from the start. Basically, it had gotten too late for for Jeremy. He doesn't work as hard as I do. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, yeah, Jer- yeah. Jeremy's amazing, but that was kind of when I got brought in uh, as like a, a paid employee here. So I was thinking about that and how cool it is that we're passing it off to three people that are are newer. Cresta, of course, incredible on on the impact post show, but Iridian and Rick who are new yeah. that it gets to be like their, their inaugural. Welcome Iridian, to Iridian who had a glowing recommendation from uh sellout Will Washington. Oh, not only sold out to AEW, but sold out to team iPhone. So oh. he is like, he's about to go for the Illuminati triple crown here. Yeah. Uh, I love but it. Uh, Iridian came with a, a glowing recommendation. Of course, I know Riccicino. He's from right up the interstate in Cincinnati. And Cresta, when I was looking for an Impact uh, post-show co-host, I wanted to bring in somebody that we didn't have. I wanted to bring in somebody from a different platform. And I, like, we found her, and we saw all of her TikTok stuff, and it's That's just awesome. incredible. So I love like the, the variety of people. If there's one thing I didn't want Fightful to ever be, it's the middle-aged white guy network. Contrary to what you see here and down there, <laughs> I didn't want it to just middle-aged be Hispanic all of us. Guy. Uh, but okay. I'm yeah, 100 <laughs> okay. Hispanic guy. Okay. So fair. I, hey, listen, my grandmother's a Native American woman. I got a oh, little bit. Nice. I got, okay. a little bit. You got something. Got a little bit. I mean, we check, I, we check uh, all the boxes here. I'm a yes. veteran. I'm Puerto yeah, Rican. You, uh, you know. I love nice future I, LWO I member right down That's there. Right? I'm down with it, bro. Well, I think I've well, been on the channel the most this week, so I'll I'll take probably. it. Probably. Um, and also before we go, and also guys, if you ever want to send in super chats or humper chats for me to answer on these, uh, just just go ahead and do that. Again, uh, make sure you guys support via that method because it's the most it's the most direct way to support us besides Fightful Select, and uh, you know it, it pays these two, but. <laughs> I oh CM Punk and MJF's contract dates. Punk's is a little bit different because who knows what the hell, <laughs> what the hell he negotiated in there because there he's been injured for quite a while. They love to extend those. I had heard three years at first mm. and told maybe it was longer. MJF's is one of two. He is telling everybody it's January first. That's what he's telling everybody. I don't believe him. 
I absolutely don't believe him. And a lot of people don't believe him. However, I can tell you WWE is absolutely monitoring it and they're paying attention. He legitimately told a WWE talent, can't wait to be there next year. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't believe him. So, um, otherwise, I would believe it is through probably through 2026. And I believe that AEW is about to get a giant cash infusion as well. But uh, before I hopped off here, I wanted to send love to Jeremy Lambert because I know if there's one thing he's doing right now, it's watching this show. Yeah. Uh, he lost his father this week, and I had the the great fortune of meeting his father at his wedding. And uh, he was a wonderful guy, a great guy. I did call Jeremy this week and say, Jeremy, why haven't you written any articles? <laughs> and then I said, can your mom write articles? Uh, and that put a little smile on his face because he's very at like me and me, him and Andrew Thompson, no matter what would happen, the most tragic thing could happen when it was just the three of us. And if one of us took like a half an hour off, we'd be like, you part time and bitch <laughs> part time and piece of shit. So, so before uh, you, we- um, Head out too. I just wanted to, if you had any Iron Sheik memories that you wanted to share or favorites or anything along those lines. So I don't, but, but have you seen my terrible Virgil interview? Uh, I have, and it holds a special place into my heart because you interviewed okay. him the day after my first prediction show with you. <laughs> so, um, the people that managed Iron Sheik also managed Virgil. So they were likely the people that were feeding him all of these terrible answers in his ear. Oh, they man. had, I don't know if they tried to recruit me at one point or what this conversation was. They were basically like, how can we help you? And I was like, listen, all due respect, I don't think there is any human possible way you guys could help or benefit me. And I've, I've met him a couple times and, they're they're cordial to me. Don't have the most sterling of reputations uh, up in Canada. Jimmy uh, did hit me with a big eye roll when I said I was going to talk to him, but I was just going to talk to him. Joel Pearl can tell you a lot more about them, uh, <laughs> but uh, that I didn't ever have an experience with Iron Sheik. Some of my earliest memories were of Sergeant Slaughter mm. as a dastardly heel with Iron Sheik by his side. So that that's about the extent of it. And then of course the, the Twitter interactions and oh, yeah. well, <laughs> okay. I guess, I guess this would count. Hold on. Let me pull this up. I was just also looking for on screen memories, but at the very oh, least well. we can hold a, a grudge against Hulk Hogan today as a, as a tribute. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can share with you uh, these DMS from absolutely the Iron Sheik, not anybody running his account oh, yeah. or anything like that. This is the type of uh, stuff you would get from that account, which includes this. <laughs> <laughs> and then this, which is slightly a little bit more in character. Mm. Yes. <laughs> absolutely the Iron Sheik and not anybody else. under any circumstances was that that was him he was ready to teach me the camel clutch Mm. um there you go my god guys uh but thank you all for having me on i greatly appreciate it thank you sir for coming on and sharing the good stuff yeah some more i uploaded on the way 
I uploaded a bunch of intros, Kate. Start using them. Okay, Sean. Will do. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Sean Ross. Aggressive. Use the damn intro. on here. What's a business quarter, Sean? A business uh, quarter. Wow, yeah. No, nah, it's good. I I always love it when Sean pops by. It's I got to stream with him on Monday because Denise was out. And we just had so much fun. It's fun to, to be on screen with him. I've been on screen a lot. So if you don't like me, I apologize. It's been a very busy week for me at Fightful. But lots and lots of news at Fightful Select and more to come, guys. There's a ton of contract news on the way. Questions like the super chat we got with MJF and CM Punk's contract news on Fightful Select. There is a Q&A where you can ask those questions and he'll try to do his best to track down the answers in text form if he doesn't have them or answer those questions if he does. Really great way if you're just curious about something. But um, we are going to dive into SmackDown very shortly. Uh, and we did just want to, I'm just going to acknowledge it all month because it rules that it's Pride Month. Happy Pride. Fightful is for everyone. Wrestling is for everyone, including the sour man that is back from vacation. Ah. This is going to be the longest stream of our lives. Is he gone? So, yeah. is he? <laughs> who I, is he? You speak of? I just I I could I, I I couldn't I couldn't do the thing at the beginning. If he's going to be there, just go blah 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 blah. Jeez, guy. Yikes. Anyway, how's it going? Good. How are you? Welcome you know, back from vacation, buddy. I'm terrible. How's everybody else doing? <laughs> terrible. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you hanging out? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just decided to drop by. Everybody loves the. Everybody loves. What, what do we call ourselves? AKA. The AKA. AKA. Everyone loves the AKA. There it is. There See. Team AKA, I thought, I would, I thought I'd hang out for a little bit and then let you guys do whatever you're gonna do. Okay, I didn't know if you had anything specific you wanted to come in hot on, so that's no, why I, just, asked. I, I, like, I like to I like to hang, you know. I like it when it's you a, hang it's out a too. Fun, it's a Friday. We're just gonna hang it is out. Friday. Friday nights are fun. Friday this nights is, are fun. Friday nights into Saturday nights are even funner. <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna be starting at ten ten starting next week, so I am excited, guys. I did just want to call out too. We got a couple of chats about um impact which it sounds like they had a really great show which is fantastic yeah. to hear a lot of great wrestling this week man this was a strong Super. strong week across pretty much every promotion but um if you want our thoughts we can give them to you on this but there is an impact against all odds post show that's happening on fightful overbooked that it sounds like impact actually shouted out which was really cool of them alex sorry to bury your face but sheldon no, jackson saying <laughs> Wanted to get y'all thoughts on Alex Shelley becoming Impact World Champion tonight against and against all odds, along with Chris Sabin yes. becoming the nine-time X Division champ. Mm -hmm. I did not know Alex Shelley went over, so that's awesome. Chris Sabin is incredible, so that makes me happy. And for him to we're, have that, we're title big fan. Time. We're we're big fans of Alex's here. Uh, yes, big huge love. fans. <laughs> huge <laughs> Alex's fan. If your name is Alex, we're a fan. Godly. I'm not super up on the Impact product. I follow it the best I can. I, How dare I'm, you? I'm, I'm literally watching ROH and what reviewing it. What the hell do you do Thursdays? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I do try to stay up, up to date on it. And the X Division is something that's becoming really, really cool and special. I'm going to the All-Star Super Junior show 
for Ooh. New Japan that's going to be in Philly. And this multiverse show is on the back of that. And so I'm going to stick around because it's the same venue the next night. I think Sean's going to be coming out for that as well. Um, but Tanahashi is going to be there. I think they announced wow. that tonight, which is just incredible. So that wrestling landscape is super, super fun right now. And even the Sour Matthew Plus says, Punk back, collision starting, eliminating Raw and SmackDown specific titles, elevating new people in WWE, a wrestling boom. Let's bet a thousand and fire, Katie. Buddy, you got a long way to go. Can I just say something? <laughs> of course you can. I don't know if you guys remember to before uh, <laughs> 2019 came around, you know. Wrestling sucked. It was bad. It was in a bad, it was, it was in a it was bad awful. place. And even after that specific show started late in 2019, it was still bad uh, for a while, even through oh. the 2020 uh, problem. But gosh darn it, when they say pressure creates diamonds and competition breeds better product and better whatever, if you are dumb enough to sit here and say, I'm tribalizing with either or, you're ridiculous. Because wrestling is having a ginormous boom. It's in the face of, of, you know, of everyone again. It's back into pop culture. It's in movies. All of our freaking wrestlers are in movies. All of our people are on TV. That was my rant for tonight. I'm sorry. No, it's a, it's a, it was a showcase week. Raw was my probably God. one of the strongest of the year. Tuesdays, I didn't have Alex, so that whole episode just felt uncomfortable. But the in-ring was, was all right. Um, Wednesday, I thought we had a really strong Dynamite. ROH was back in studio and is building out some stories, which is great. Yeah. Impact is on fire right now. And, yeah. and SmackDown tonight had some good stuff, at least with some stakes. Much like Alex below me, I'm not a fan of the overbooking, but like, at least the matches freaking matter to an extent. And then... Yeah. Rampage is going to be your hour sampler platter of good matches where not a lot else yeah. happens. But like, this was a really, really fun week. To and be next week you fan. got Collision. My God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... And we're headed into Forbidden Door, which is oh, insane. God. Like, there's two official announcements for what's going to be on that. And those are enough to sell me on the event. So, and I can't even, uh, this will just become a New Japan post show if I talk about what New Japan is <laughs> they are They are operating on a level that they have not been on in years i love it and i'm here for it but let's finally dive into smackdown we do open with an opening bloodline segment i'm gonna save that for the end because i'm just gonna yes. smush all the bloodline stuff together so be patient with me on that but I, I try to do that through line going into the main event all together um but we start with a match that was too short but was really good for the time that it was on with a money in the bank qualifier match a theme throughout the night Santos Escobar and Mustafa Ali. I think we knew which way this was going to go. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately, Escobar loses to the Avalanche. I'm sorry. Wins with the Avalanche Phantom Driver after failing to get the W with it earlier, which was a fun little spot that they had in here. I liked that Ali kicked out of it the first time. He hit the Avalanche Pile Driver the second time to win. A scary-ish spot in that Escobar had that Hurricane Rana that sent Ali to the floor, and it sounded like he banged his head on the stairs, but he looked all right. Little things like Ali and Escobar fighting at the top of the rope and Ali just flipping onto the floor and landing on his feet. Like, just ridiculous in-ring chemistry. I wish, I wish, I wish it were longer, but I'm glad that we got it. Glad to see Ali, like, in the mix a little bit still on SmackDown, 
but focused on NXT. I think we're getting a triple threat that's going to be ridiculous there. So mm-hmm. that'll make me a happy gal. But other words to Pulaski first and then to Cardozo. What were your thoughts on, on this first match of the evening? Um, it's funny that you say um, that you wish it was longer. This is twice as long as I thought it was going to be. Like I just, I have, I have, I have such a low bar for my expectations that I'm like, well, uh, you know, like, I mean, I I thought maybe five minutes, like a good five minutes, but five minutes just because like some, at some point, and I I didn't think that, that the women's, both the women's Monday bank qualifiers would would get the short straw because I thought maybe one of them would go long, but both the men's matches were longer than the women's matches. I thought of the two men's matches because Baron Corbin likes to just put somebody in a wrestle for six minutes. Um, I thought that this was going to be the shorter of the two. Um, this was great for what it was, but the idea being that they, um, I think that the, the downfall of, of these qualifying matches is that they love to just be like, well, we know who's going to be in uh, the match itself. And so do you by the people that we've decided to pair them up with. Like we, we knew that Musfali and also Baron Corbin are doing something in NXT. They're not going to be in the match. So you immediately uh, remove one of the best things about watching wrestling, which is, I don't know who's going to win. I know who's going to win. So I'm watching it. It's a lot of fun, but you're just like, how are they going to have Santos go over? As opposed to, is Santos going to go over? There's a, there's a, there's to, for some people, it's a very slight difference. For me, it's a huge difference. Sure, um, but I, I loved watching the match, and I love Santos. And I'm really, really excited that he's he's going to get a chance to show out at the Money in the Bank. Also, I don't think there's a chance in hell that he's going to win the match, or that Butch is going to win the match. But the but they're going to do great stuff in the latter match. So that's cool. It, it does feel like I'm I'm torn between. Let's elevate all of these up-and-coming mid-carters by putting them in the Money in the Bank match. And also, could we get some stories to go along with it where you think there's a chance one of these dudes might win it? Like, I'm I'm going to be so happy when Pete Dunn gets that ovation in London. We're going to we'll, talk about that match later that he beats Baron Corbin. Spoiler alert. That's going to be an awesome moment. But nobody believes Butch is going to win the Money in the Bank briefcase. You know, yeah. so like that's a problem. If you were doing something with him in a storyline capacity, all of a sudden, well, if this guy wins it, then he'll do this with it. But if that guy wins it, then he'll do that with it. Those are always the most fun. And I want that for this. And I don't think, unfortunately, we're going to get it. But this match was dope. Yeah, when I say that I wanted it to be longer, in my heart, I want it to be like a half hour long. So. Mm. That's kind of where I'm at. But I, I hear you. The the telegraphing of who's going to be winning, that does does create like an error, especially with something with money in the bank because there's so many possibilities to buy in. For me, I knew Santos was going to win. And these guys are both kind of working face right now too. Yeah. I Money in the bank really shouldn't go to a face. So I also kind of resigned it in that way of like, uh-huh. it's probably going to be a heel that wins. I'm hoping it's LA Knight, but... Cardoza, what did you think of this match? Um, I, you know how I am about Santos. I think he should be brought to the moon. I mean, like, if you're talking about creating new stars, which it looks like WWE has really put their their money behind uh, as of late, and 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 really pulling the trigger on on a lot a lot of these 
um, wrestlers who kind of were just not doing much. Um, man, do I hope and pray and wish that he did? Yeah, but you know, we'll we'll get we'll get to that bridge when we cross it. But I thought it was I thought it was great pacing. Um, yeah. you know, I, I agree with that, that statement with, you knew, you know, with Mustafa Ali being in NXT and whatnot, like, you know, even when Cole, uh, mentioned like, you know, he's doing, he's trying to go for the North American or whatever he said, title down there, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yep. well, you just gave the hint that he's not going to win, <laughs> yeah. you know, but yeah. Sure. I think you're right though. It, it is nice to see. I'm kind of with both of you, like uh, Cardoza saying that these people are finally getting a spotlight yes. and they're running That's out right. of time to to make new stars. But I yes. I hear you too, Pulaski, of let's get some stories behind it to make it special. Like we're going to talk about Austin Theory later, but um, May and Santos Escobar defeating Austin Theory would be real, real fun or something in, in that vein. Like yeah, Santos is one especially with him working face that it doesn't take a lot to heat him up. So I also would understand not putting the briefcase on a guy where it's just like, Oh yeah, you give that, that guy two weeks in a small build and I'm rooting for that dude immediately. Right. So, so I'm with you. I'm with you in that the overall architecture of it would be nice if there were more places to buy in, but for this match with them both being kind of face-ish right now, I'm also okay with it. Mm-hmm. Bacon Space sending in a, a nice donation. We appreciate you doing so. Um, <laughs> Motor City Machine Guns takeover of this a little bit. We'll take it. Uh, Chris Levi saying that Impact Show was good too. Both Motor City Machine Gun guys are champs. That is really cool. That is really, really cool. Um, I got to see them at New Japan Strong in DC, and they're just such a special team. It was like them and Okada and Tana and Aussie Open, and I think they dropped the belts in that match, and they just, as a unit and as individuals, man, they know what they're doing in a wrestling ring. I think Chris Saban is probably one of the most underrated workers of of this era where he's been kind of tucked away in impact and never really had his chance to shine, but hell yeah, that boy can wrestle, so we will take it, but... We will also move along uh, to the spooky Scottish witches and the MMA Ah. horsewomen as (laughs) has donned them. Uh, Not like the best segment in the world, but probably the best outcome you could have gotten. You have the NXT tag champions here. Um, Alex Velasquez already burying his hands. But I, I think we're headed somewhere good with this. And a couple of things that I did like overall... A little bit clunky on the delivery. Nobody really knows who Isla Dawn and Alba Fire are. And I feel like other than a couple of vignettes with creepy candles in the background, they haven't necessarily done a great job of communicating the value to who they were in NXT. One thing that did make me laugh as someone that covers NXT on a regular basis was Wade Barrett saying, they went through that division so much, there isn't even really a division left down (laughs) there. Had me howling and that that was both extremely accurate and not like the best thing to say about your product. But nonetheless, um, we get them kind of talking about their big NXT title win barely until they are cut off by Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. I did love Shayna Baszler saying, do you know the lineage of those tag titles? Because they were built for me. Uh, I loved that. I love whenever they actually call back to the history of things. And this essentially sets up a unification match, which I think is the right call. I just have, you know, 
a, a little bit of the itches because we've never seen them successfully really execute a, a women's tag division. But I do think maybe if you condense them and you have them as floating championships, that could be a really, really wonderful thing and clean up maybe some of the chaos that you've had around it. I was much more nervous that they were going to make these separate brand titles. So I liked that piece of it. Ronda's not for me on the mic. I think it's going to be very much for me in the ring. I think there's a lot of fun work that these four women especially can do together. Cardoza, what did you think of this segment? And then we'll get Alex, who had his head in his hands, Pulowski, uh shortly. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That is my nickname. That is my nickname. If, Alex, if, the professional curmudgeon with his head in his hand. <laughs> it felt it felt rushed. Like they came out, I turned around to get a cup of water, and when I came back, all of a sudden they were unifying the titles. They accepted. I said, "What? I missed. What did I miss?" It was literally they just came out and they said, "Do you know the lineage? We accept." Wait, what are you accepting? Because I I I must have missed something there. Now I'm in love with uh, Alba Fire and. I just think that whole creepy look, and I don't. There was something deep inside of me, friends. Scottish, Scottish wish, women uh, I mean, just do something for you. I get it. Whatever <laughs> that was, I was instantly in love and googling stuff. Um. Anyway, but <laughs> yes. So. So. <laughs> so I'll pass it over to my brethren here, the other A and AKA, Alex. Go ahead, my friend. Let it rip. Uh, my favorite thing was um, um, Caleb Braxton introducing them as NXT Women's Champions. 
uh, not women's tag team champions, but that's okay. There are no tag teams in NXT. Uh, they there weren't even when they won the belts. There weren't. Um, okay. Oh, you're in I'm, trouble. I'm sorry, Luis. God, I so desperately wanted them to do this weeks ago. Um, Liv and Raquel couldn't do it as it turns out because the what I my pitch was Liv and Raquel defend the titles against uh, uh, Bailey and Dakota and then immediately after that out come the spooky Scottish witches they would like to unify our titles <laughs> um, and then they accept and then they have the match and they beat Raquel and Liv and they win that match. It's a big match for them to win. And then a few weeks later, out come Ronda and Shayna and say, actually, those are ours. And then Ronda and Shayna beat them. Ronda and Shayna are beating Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. They're, they're going to beat them. And because I don't really think they have any interest in really doing a lot with a division, they'll have matches. They might even have matches where they defend the titles. But there really won't be a division with real stories because they haven't done that on the main roster ever. Like Damage Kataro had to have something behind it because they were in, in they were the story was that they were losers who lost to uh, Bianca and then to Becky over and over again. But without them being at this at the top of an of that kind of thing, it's just gonna be uh Shayna and Rhonda crushing somebody every three weeks and moving on. Um the the irony is that there were two women's tag teams in NXT. One of them got drafted to Raw. One of them got drafted to SmackDown. Then they had an NXT women's tag title match in NXT before they both went up to their separate brands. Caden and Katana debuted on Raw in a non-title match for some reason because they were going to book Ronda and Shayna to win anyway. So they debuted them against Ronda and Shayna and they lost. They looked good, but they lost. And guess what? Isla and Alba have had one match, which was against a couple of girls from NXT who they squashed. It was barely a th- lasted lasted a minute. Their first real match is going to be against Ronda and Shayna that they're also going to lose. Like it's just going to be th- what this storyline does is it sets up Ronda and Shayna as the absolute class of the division and everyone else way down below them. And I, I, I think Alba and, and Isla, against all odds, are making spooky, spooky Scottish witches work. But after they lose those titles, I don't even know how often they'll be on television. And that sucks. I'm, I'm not trying to take anything away from them. But I think your impression of being a spooky Scottish witch is as over as they are. Like, I think you've done <laughs> a you. lot to with elevate. You, <laughs> As soon as you started doing that accent, I was like, God, I missed that guy this week. God, I love spooky witches. Here's where I'm slightly optimistic. Is you that... love spooky witches. <laughs> Look at spooky. my fingers. They're, they're casting spells on you. Oh, God, that is oddly can... satisfying. They speak through through spe- Look, some of us are in love with bloody gasoline wielding Eddie Kingston. Some of us are in love with spooky Scottish witches. We're no, accepting here. At I Fightful, don't know. Okay? Here, bite me right here on my collar. 
to somebody daughter. who said that Alex needs to stop airing his kinks every week. No, he I'm does not. Okay, he dying. really doesn't. This is it. This is a late one. Okay, this is this is fightful after dark. I'm trying to give you guys some collar fun here. Exactly. We got some clavicle coming out. Working out in the the yard, uh, you know, and it's sunny and beautiful. God, I'm is, just trying to get clavicle. season, you know. I'm trying to get it all out for y'all. Here's why I'm slightly optimistic on the women's tag teams. They spent likely a lot of money on Ronda Rousey. And they were putting some people that they consider top stars in the tag division. Now, you, we can certainly have plenty of evidence to suggest that there is plenty of reason to believe that they are not going to care. They also had freaking Trinity and Mercedes and they still didn't care, right? But I think it's an encouraging sign to see that when you're putting people like Liv, Raquel, Ronda Rousey, um, Shayna, they haven't really treated too great but if she's attached to ronda i think that's a good sign they called up people that they should have been calling up from nxt um i i think it's it's a healthier sign i think the karen's thing is working i i find sonia and chelsea to be pretty hysterical honestly i'm i'm having a lot of fun with that so it does feel like at least there's more of a division that there's been which makes me a little bit more hopeful um and then i'm sure i will have that optimism punished as it i tend to do but <laughs> <laughs> move along guys leave a thumbs up on the stream if you would please be so kind get in those super chats and humper chats if you would like to talk about anything there was a lot to talk about tonight uh on on smackdown we had some fun stuff we're saving that bloodline through line till the end and we're gonna move along here to bailey and eo sky or bailey with eo sky not and but versus me chin <laughs> we have a really short match which was disappointing AJ Styles was on commentary, and I don't think he even had time to truly provide any value. <laughs> it was like he didn't what? even have time to say anything that was helpful. The only thing he provided was Raph, Raph. He's grabbing her <laughs> hair, Raph, Raph, and that's it. <laughs> that was about all he had to say. But Bailey winning with the rose plant here. This was too short. Um, I it, that was a, a bummer because I felt it feels like by putting Meechin in the Bullet Club, um or Bullet Club Light or whatever this is, the Good Brothers and them. Um, like, it feels like she was starting to find a place and feel important. I don't like her legs getting cut out from under her here. Uh, Bailey was obviously going to win. It seems like they're setting up a pretty obvious through line for that Money in the Bank match with what we get with EO later. Um, but just wish they had given this some time. Other than that, I think it's fine. Always good to see Bailey in action. Always love references to michael cole and bailey's tenuous relationship they are never allowed to be on different brands ever again nope 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 uh but this was this was just too short but perfectly suitable i guess pulaski what do you think um uh I, I get get ready for for mia yim for me chin losing matches to scarlet via vague spookiness that's gonna be a lot of fun for us who like mia yim matches uh also um aj just poor aj like, like he he gets he gets gets put in the in this in the the world heavyweight title match with seth rollins that nobody thinks he's gonna win apparently the match was really good you told me it was i believe it was you. great I didn't watch it it was great um but he lost it and he's back on smackdown and he's still saddled with death on wheels carrying cross who who's an absolute disaster with everybody he touches on the main roster. The feuds go nowhere. 
And guess what? The common denominator is Karrion Cross, who is just awful. And it's the, the characters never made any sense. And now we got we got we got Scarlet blowing dust in people's faces because Spooky wife. you know, yeah, there you go. That's it. That's all we got. It'll be fun. They have not figured anything out with him. And it, it felt like they were inching closer with the tarot card thing because it was like at least Scarlet and Carrion were operating from the same world. But it just has never really found like it found its footing. Like you were saying spooky hot wife. And then you kind of had like this motorcycle badass dude. Like they, they never seemed like they belonged in the same presentation. I don't know. It felt like to me they were turning a corner with it. For Like it was it was still not my favorite thing. But it felt like, at least with the tarot card thing, it was like, oh, they they found a way to tie things together. But then the injury with Ray happened, and that didn't really go anywhere. Like, it has been really, really lost. Uh, but that is what gets set up here after the match. We saw Mi Chin get dust blown in her face um, from from Scarlet, and we get a straight jacket from Karrion Cross after the match. Um, Cardoza, what did you think of the match between Bailey and Michin and then the angle that, that came into play after it? Are you excited to see Karrion Cross and, and AJ? Uh, no, no, it makes, I don't know why, why is he after AJ where, you know, wasn't a week ago. He still was still going after. No, just kidding. He was going after AJ. I was going to say uh, Mysterio. I feel like that never was like put. Before that, he was going after Nakamura. Yes, correct. Nakamura. Yes. Before that, he was going after Mysterio for no reason. He's like, I, I look. I had my spooky wife conjure up a tarot card with your picture on it, and now I'm going to lose to you and move on to another guy with another tarot card, and I'll lose to him as well, and then another guy who I'll also lose to. Like nothing, like nothing happens. But they did set this up kind of before the tournament. That was the issue. Was like they set up, they hinted at Cross and AJ, but he had this tag title match first, right? So it was. It was like ill-timed in that it felt like I'm imminently coming for you, but it's going to be like actually three weeks because <laughs> I had to wait for you to lose to Seth Rollins. So part of that is the the creative on just like the time. I, I want it to work for him. I really do. I want no, nothing but success. I, I, you know, he's doing a lot of workout videos and stuff like that, obviously, because he's bored, you know, and there's nothing really right now that he has that could show <clears throat> us as fans let's get invested in this in this guy let's get invested in this story you know and unfortunately for aj i think for the next couple of like months until his contract his newest contract finally you know um retires him we're going to be seeing a lot of this unless they decide to put him up on another feud for the bell which would at that point, why would you do that? Let's continue elevating the young talent that you're putting a lot of time behind of. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, I mean, great. You know, we'll see where Mia Yim ends up after this. You know, the whole OC club, whatever. I don't know. It's just, it's, it seems a little bit messy right now for me. Um, MD Cyclo asking what happened <laughs> to the Hourglass. Well, Drew McIntyre pointed out that uh, Hourglasses don't go TikTok, and that just about ruined that for, I think, everybody. <laughs> You should carry around an alarm <laughs> clock, you know, or just like those old time, like that your grandparents used to have those like little tower ones. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Jake Salazar saying feud of the year would be Bray and Carrie. Oh, Good Lord, Jesus. please don't. I don't want to speak this into existence. Just you terrible. just did. I'm and sorry. you know, it's well, going to happen. One of I'm them sorry. would have to win. 
<laughs> you know? That's a good point. One of them would have you know? to win out of that. That is true. Call me crazy saying interesting. Only one star is in money in the bank. The combining of the women's tag belts, three brand crossover. Now we need a mid card women's title. Uh, I said on Monday, cause we got, we got asked that as well. Uh, I would like to see them establish the tag division before introducing a new belt. I would love a women's like intercontinental comp, like comparable belts. I don't have any faith in them to book that out right now. I would like to see them get a little bit more established before bringing that in, but also say the new where they need one of those is in NXT where they've taken away the NXT tag division. And there's always like singles. Women can fight each other for stuff. Like if you're going to have Tiffany Stratton at the top, I mean, there's, there's Gigi Dolan could carry that for a little while. The intercontinental title down there and they can do stuff with her. Like if you're not going to put her at the top of the card, then there's, there's women, there's enough good women in NXT to do something. There's a lot. There's there's actually. I'll just say this: uh, if there's a place for you to try something out, it would be at NXT. They, right. If this works, they move it up. I said this a couple weeks ago. The stories there are generally not very good. Alex and I talk about it every Tuesday. Right. Screen time wise and talent wise, NXT is one of the most proficient brands yeah. in getting their women on television mm-hmm. and having some a, a good variety down there. It's it's. Better than uh, a lot of brands. I love Gigi Dolan. I do. Gigi's great. She's she's killing this face turn. Same. Um, we're gonna come back to the rest of that chat in a minute because it pertains to other things in the show. But we get what was a, an interesting little attitude from Bianca Belair backstage. Mm. I like where this might be heading. I gotta say, I also really like Adam Pierce as an authority figure when they let him be smart. Like he, this guy. Just, I think about that promo he cut on Ronda Rousey about how difficult his job is pretty frequently. And tonight, I love, I love when he's like, all I want is one normal championship belt reveal without interference for Asuka. Like when he leans into this, just like, I am fed up with my job stuff. I love it from him. I wish they would let him be a smarter authority figure than he is, but what he does with it, I really like some of his work and he killed this segment for me. And I think we might be getting hints of a Bianca Belair heel turn. We're going to talk about what comes into play later. Um, But he just basically says he wants a normal day at work and Bianca, you could have your rematch. All I'm asking is just don't interrupt tonight. I didn't see what was happening next coming out of this. And I gotta be honest, I don't really hate it. Bianca agrees. She says, since you gave me my rematch, I won't interrupt. Asuka goes out. She gets her new belt. New belt is fine. I'm not someone that gets, even though I have this book here. <laughs> the I'm not big someone that, gold. I, I love this book and I love learning from it, but I'm not someone that gets, I'm not too hung up on title designs. It looks like the men's one compared to where some of the women's designs yeah. have been before. Fine. Um, it's not the prettiest belts in the world. I don't, I don't care. It's not hideous and it's not brand specific. I'll take it. What um, is the other one going to be called then? I'm guessing on, we'll get a universal women's title on or, or heavyweight, I guess. Super original. But it's like, look, <laughs> 
it's better than freaking divas. Like as no, I know, I know. They as a woman, just... like I, I appreciate it. They should be equipped. There, there, there are levels of sucking. They can't not suck. <laughs> like there's this that. level of how much they don't suck. But sure. here's the like, thing: is, like is it, I is like it, that is, the women. I like that the women's title looks like a carbon copy looking belt of the men's, except for it's white because virginity over black because men are hard. Whoa. But the exact Good same segue. fucking logo, like 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 the the white thing is always bothering me because it's like it's just so obvious. It's just so fucking obvious. No, because so, the Intercontinental title was white. Is that is it is it better to have belts that look lazily the same than a a red one for Raw and a blue one for blue for 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 SmackDown? Yes, it's better. But is it good? No, it's not good. Like, like the thing is, like, it's not good. It's just better than something that sucks horribly. And that's what I. That's that's my problem with this belt. Do I care what the belt looks like? No. Did I want it to look something different than the brand new one they gave to Roman? No. They made two identical faceplates and put one on top of a white belt and the other one on top of a black belt. Like that's there's no originality I there like whatsoever. It. I I wish I like that it looks equivalent to the men's ones. To be honest, I really do. I wish that we had equivalent looking, better looking belts. Like I wish that the men's one and the women's one looked better. But like I I want that. I want them to look the same because I want them to feel. Because there's no way the women's one is going to look better than the well, men's I don't one. Want, I'll just I don't say it that one way. Of them like, look like I, a butterfly. I don't want one of them to, to be a butterfly. No, right. but like different. But they're but they're they should feel like equivalent belts. Like I like that about it. I don't I, want the IC title and a women's belt to look the same, or the IC title and the world heavyweight one to look the same. But I want the men's ones and the women's one to look. Similar, maybe not carbon copied on different belts, but I want them to look mostly the same because I want them to feel the freaking same. And there's no way that the women's one doesn't. If they make it different, they make it. It's gonna. It's gonna look worse. I, think. Like, I, I just. I have on my other screen here. I'm looking at the AEW's women's belt, right? And it. It. I'm sorry, but it looks like a championship belt, like UFC slash boxing slash MMA. And the men's looks totally different from the women, and it also gives it um, that flair of a of a championship belt, like of a boxing MMA, you know, whatever. And I honestly thought WWE was gonna go with that, and I was so happy before they even took off the thing. I was like, oh, please let it look, you know less toyish and more and more of a championship belt because i really think that these men and women deserve something like that because i mean you're the biggest brand in the world let's make it look let's make it look extravagant put saudi arabian jewels all over whatever you got to do you know i think my only like aesthetic complaint is that i feel like i think they did black diamonds with the white leather they should have switched those out to be like just be diamond diamonds but but it's fine but what we get next a lot of people didn't like but i actually did like we get charlotte interrupting Ooh. asuka i don't like it if it goes where it might go i <laughs> don't know how i can't be excited about charlotte being back from a work rate perspective after the last time we saw what she did with rhea ripley like that was one of the best matches i've ever seen if Asuka loses to her, which is always possible, I'm going to be pissed. 
Oh boy. If it sets up Bianca and Charlotte for a side feud, I'm going to be real happy because there's a whole story there where Bianca has not beat Charlotte. It feels like they would do it for the title, but there's a lot of interesting possibilities with Money in the Bank being there and Bianca leaning heel, right? Bianca leaning heel with the briefcase could be something they could fight over. I'm I'm one of those people that like I wish they could figure out a way to make Charlotte not constantly be in the title picture, but they can't. But she's one of the best wrestlers in the world, man. Like I'm I'm not going to be upset when she shows up. I'm going to be upset if they stunt this Oscar reign for that. Also because there is a perfect story of Charlotte Flair and Asuka at WrestleMania with Asuka getting her revenge on Charlotte. They might flip-flop it. They might have Charlotte win and then have Asuka come back and challenge or something like that. But I I don't know. I, I guess I just immediately went back to the last time I saw this woman, she put on one of the best, 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 best WrestleMania matches in history, man or woman. Her and Rhea took it freaking personally that they were no longer the main event. And they absolutely tore it down. And that's where my head went back to. Like, I... I was so inspired by that match. I thought it was one of some of the best work either of them ever did. If it goes the way that it always goes, I'll be pissed. But I'm yeah. excited to see her back. Um, the, the division's better with her in it. I just don't want her to beat Asuka with a roll-up and <laughs> become champion. Because also then what was what was the point here? Asuka's just a transitional champion so that Bianca hasn't lost to Charlotte yet. Feels weak. This feels like a weird time of year to do that as well. Um, but for tonight, like, like there's no way Bianca and Charlotte wouldn't tear it down. Bianca and Asuka had great matches. Charlotte and Asuka have great matches. Like, for the possibilities of the in-ring we can get, I'm excited. I try not to judge creative I haven't seen when I can. I'm trying to do that here. Let's clear Pulowski's out of the way because oh when he doesn't yeah. have his head in his hands, he has it leaned back and he went further away when you started. By the way, that's crazy. I'm ex- I, match, I, my fears between... are the same, but I'm right. excited for if they don't do that, what it could be. <laughs> the match between Rhea and Charlotte was great. There's no, I won't, I won't say anything about it. Bad. It was great. The build sucked because they can't tell stories with Charlotte. They can't. They refuse to. The only story is is there's there's a is she champion? Yes or no. If not, make her the champion. That's the only story they tell with Charlotte. That's it. That's all the story they have. So when well, that Char- was when, frustrating because when- they had extensive history too. Like that was just lazy, right. lazy, lazy. So, but I'm saying like the the like. The self-parody that is Charlotte's existence on this fucking roster. That when Ronda just has Raquel Rodriguez's best match on the main roster, somehow with Ronda Rousey, I don't know how that happened. But Ronda wins. And then Charlotte just walks through the door and says, I want a shot at that title and I want it now. And Ronda is enough of a big dummy to say, okay. And then she beats Ronda in two minutes. Like the the self-parody of, I just walked in, I want a title shot, you're going to give it to me. And then they script Ronda to say, okay, and then she wins the title is ridiculous. And I thought it couldn't get more of a self-parody than right now. 
when they literally did a segment of Adam Pierce promising Bianca she was going to get the next match versus Asuka. You're going to get your rematch. Don't worry about it. And, and Bianca had to verbally clear it with him like three or four times before that segment ended. And then she's like, okay, fine. I won't ruin her little thing, but I will, I will get my revenge on her later. Fine. And then Charlotte shows up and goes, I want the, re- I want a match for that title. And I want it immediately. I'm at the front of the line. When, 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 when Pierce goes, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't just jump the line. Line? What line? I am the line. Like, yes, we know. And that's the problem. Um, I will say this. The, the idea of Bianca turning heel, I've always been a proponent of. But if they think they're going to turn Bianca heel against babyface Charlotte, they have no concept of what the audience is going to do to re- react to that. It's just never, never going to happen. They tried turning Becky heel on Charlotte a few years ago. That didn't quite work out for them. I think the same thing's going to happen if they think that Bianca's going to get pissy because Charlotte jumped the line and Charlotte beat Asuka for the title. And then Bianca's going to, or Bianca costs Charlotte for the title because Charlotte, we watched Charlotte literally cut in line ahead of Bianca. And Bianca should have a problem with that. If they script her to cost Charlotte her match versus Asuka, and we're supposed to go, oh, Bianca, that wasn't very nice of you. Boo, Bianca. We don't like you. No, we watched Charlotte do the exact thing that Bianca's pissed about. This is all, this was all a problem just from the very beginning of this whole thing with if Asuka had beaten Bianca at Mania like we all thought she would, she would have had a bunch of defenses between then and now when Charlotte comes back. Now it looks like you took the title off of Bianca to put it on Asuka so Charlotte could have it. Like, Well, it looks it looks like they put it on Asuka so that you wouldn't have Charlotte beating Bianca off the bat, right? Like, yeah, it, it, so it's, that's... It's in- they want to build out that story. I just don't want Oscar to be a casualty in it. I'm intrigued though, because I didn't think that they were going to have, because Rhea has been this heel that everybody wanted to cheer for. And Charlotte was not a face that people <laughs> wanted to cheer for. I thought they were going to have to double turn then and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that point, the women's division felt like it was in dire straits because that Ronda run was just not very good. And nope. so when Charlotte came back, mm-hmm. I think people were like, oh, thank God, somebody that can can work <laughs> like really, really well and knows their way and is a, a ring general versus somebody who's been put in a ring general's role but isn't carrying it necessarily super well. So um, we'll see what comes of it. Uh, I'm, I, I don't know, man. I... I'm excited to see Charlotte back. I just don't want them to keep Charlotting everything. And I don't want them to hurt Asuka in the process. This has been the most fun Asuka run that they've done for her. But Cardoza, what did you think? That's, I mean, I'm thinking about the fact that if they brought Charlotte back for a reason, right? Obviously, they're going to be putting her up on, on, on the limelight on the pedestal. I just wish... It wasn't this early on in Asuka's run. I wish they would have let Asuka, and I say this week in and week out, I sound like a broken record. Let these people, let these these uh, champions eat. Let them go through people. Let them beat some people up. I feel that by like immediately bringing in friggin' um, Charlotte like this, 
I only fear the worst now. <laughs> you know, like sure. where where could this go? You're gonna be bring Charlotte in, start a program with her for Charlotte to just to lose, and then what do you do then? Cool. Right. We if we build Oscar, that'd be great, right? Because now you showed, but Charlotte Flair's not built to lose like that, man. No. She ne she rarely is. Well, just the, have, the just issue have is Oscar she's defend, just have Oscar defend against Bianca at Money in the Bank, and have Charlotte come back if if Oscar successfully defends against Bianca, have Charlotte come back and build them for SummerSlam. SummerSlam, and if you have the right woman who wins the Money in the Bank briefcase, you can have this really interesting thing with Bianca still getting pissed because you know Oscar's going to win somehow with the mist at Money in the Bank in that in that scenario, and she still keeps getting pissed because she doesn't get a fair fight. And then there's this woman out there who's got a briefcase who gets her, she gets whatever she wants, whenever she wants to chat. And Charlotte comes back and she says, I'm at the front of the line. All of these little things get to incrementally build us, build Bianca to getting more and more angry. And she can turn on the right person as opposed to on Charlotte, which is not going to give them the reaction that they want. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with EO in the Money in the Bank match. That too. Because I think they're going to have a bigger problem than even what you talked about and that I think she's going to cost Bailey, and I think people are going to want to cheer for her. But we've got some chats about this. We've got Feeling Dreepy saying WWE has shown that they don't know how to book Charlotte without a title involved. And if you were somebody who hasn't watched the show in a while and tuned in and saw Charlotte return and immediately challenged for a title, you would think it's a rerun. Um, yes and no to that. <laughs> the first part of it's extremely true. The second part of it, she hasn't been around. I mean, she she did that Rhea run, but before that, she was MIA for a while. So she's also really good is the issue. <laughs> like, it's kind of, um, I, I wish they weren't lazy about it, but I get the temptation because she's given a lot of women in this company their best matches on the roster. Uh, Michael Dammit says the Women's World Championship is the other one. That would make sense. You have the WWE Women's mm -hmm. Championship and the World Championship over there, uh, yeah. which is it's good that they got rid of the 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 Universal. Yeah, then it, it's, for, for, it's for really entirely good. because I'll never forget Daniel Bryan making fun of that on on Talking Smack. It was the funniest thing in the world as an employee oh, of the perfect. company. Oh, it's the Galaxy Championship, Andromeda. Ridiculous. Is it the best? Brian Davis, a day. They just Brian. need to also the next thing they need to get rid of is this WWE uh, universe thing too. Like just calling everyone. Well, that ain't going anywhere. So that's just so corny up. all but the time. I know. I'm sorry. If you want more details on that women's title, go to FightfulSelect.com. Sean's got all the scoop skis as he told you about in the beginning of the show. But call me crazy says, uh, really hope Raw has a Money in the Bank qualifying match for the men. Dom needs to be in it. What about Cody in it? We'll talk about that in a, in a little bit, Dominic. We'll probably be in it, but does not need to because he does not need to. Cody, I think, is going to be in it, and Brock is going to cost him. But we have this men's Money in the Bank qualifier match between Butch and Baron Corbin. We see Carmelo Hayes at ringside, which is nice to see. I appreciate that there's continuity across the brands of the free agents. Um, that's a that's a nice thing to see. It took them a while to get a lot of these things into gear that happened around draft time, but better late than never. Um, so we at least get to see things like Carmelo Hayes popping up here. 
these matches were too short tonight, man. They're, they just really were, but we have Butch avoiding a deep sick and landing an Inseguri, attacking the fingers of Corbin in that fantastic joint manipulation style that I have been so in love with as of late. I'm on a Tekkers run for sure. Corbin landing a right hand and talking trash to Carmelo Hayes. And because he's a veteran, but also an idiot, he is distracted enough that Bush gets the three <laughs> with a roll-up. On Monday, we saw a not-so-bad roll-up with Gunther. It wasn't my favorite ending, but it was one that made sense. Here, we see the lazy roll-up and that, oh my god, I'm so distracted. Oh my gosh, a roll-up, even though I've been doing this for decades. Just not for me. I love that Butch is getting this opportunity, though. I like that Pete Dunne is going to go back to the UK, get a monster reception. Very, very cool that we get to see that moment for him. That's one, been one of the most fun things about seeing these Montreal shows and the Puerto Rico show. Like, it's it's so much fun to see these guys get to have their hometown hero kind of welcomes in these moments. This is perfectly fine. It, it, nothing... There's not a lot to say because it was hardly a match, but I think it makes sense to at least have the Carmelo and Baron Corbin crossover here. Cardoza, your thoughts? Yeah, same. I mean, I I don't, I don't um, necessarily know if uh, if if they're gonna tr- try and push someone like Butch to to start them. Um, I don't know. I I I would love to. He could even hold the Intercontinental title in my eyes. Like he's just so damn good at everything that he does um, in the ring. And now, obviously, we know because he held uh, titles when we had NXT. What is it? UK? Is that what it was? NXT yes. England? Mm-hmm. NXT Tennessee? Um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, I would. I, I. Other than that, you're right. He's going to get a ginormous. I mean, all these guys that are you know from the the I would say west from here, right? Uh, east whatever um they're just gonna freaking kill it out there so other than that i i the, that for somebody mentioned not somebody <laughs> it was a short match people also said it before um not a lot of really big star power in these money in the bank matches i guess you want to say but i mean it'll we'll come because it'll come right? it'll yeah it'll come because no, they are building Cody, these Cody guys can't be in the match no cody's not in it right no, there, he's not in the, the final qualifying spot. It's Matt Riddle versus Damian Priest on Monday. That's the final spot in the match. They might add Cody to it because they added Austin Theory to it last year, but he's but not. Won't there be a not, last chance qualifier? No, there's there, there are a number of silhouettes, and there's one silhouette that has not been filled for the men, and that match is Matt Riddle versus Damian Priest. So, mm. you, again, you could add – you could do – Dominic takes the place of da- of Damian Priest, and he somehow beats Matt Riddle. You could do that bullshit, Jeez. or you could do a uh, Cody Rhodes gets put in there because America. You know, like who knows? Like there's a lot of things that are possible. It's it's you know Fourth of July weekend. They're, they're oh, they might do that, uh, but he's not in a qualifying match. Nor is there a last chance qualifier. Uh, so they I get they could they could add something, but according to what they have right now, it's not possible. Well, I don't believe you and that just... we don't get a last chance qualifier because I don't see them leaving Montez Ford out of this, even if they don't put Cody in it. But um, I I think it's good to use money in the bank to showcase your mid card, to be honest. Like, I don't know if you need 
I want Braun Strowman. I want big, juicy man in there. No, I know. I was just kidding. I was kidding. (laughs) I was kidding. (laughs) I would not want any of that. No, but like, don't you feel like LA Knight gets drowned out, I guess, if you're not, um, if you're putting like other people that are quote unquote bigger in it. Um, But I don't know. I I, I actually kind of like the field, to be honest. Yeah. If he beat them. It would be a, a major rub. Yes. Like if he, if he, yes. if it was down to him and a guy like Cody Rhodes, and he's the one sure. who knocks Cody off the ladder, and he gets the, that's that makes it feel bigger. I, I just want it to be in the hands of a guy who's going to use it. Yeah. Like, right. The thing, right. like Austin Theory was a heel last year, but he was a, he was a weakling about it, and ended up using it to cash in on a mid card title during an open challenge. Thank you. And I, I was waiting for that. Um, but uh, but LA Knight, you know, would just like show up in the fr- in the front row of every time there's a title match. He'd go to NXT and see what's up. Yeah. Like he would he he will find the most oppor- he I want another guy who's the ultimate opportunist. I want another edge. A guy who's really going to who's going to cash it in at the right moment and know he's got a good shot. At the top title, not the least important mid card title. So I, I hope it's LA Knight. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously that's the one that we would all want to. Uh, it's the one, but, but the we one know. The fans want too. Well, we it's do the one know. The fans want. We all know Dom is the one who's going to win it. So there's just Stop no it. other. <laughs> so at, at this point, he doesn't have an opportunity to be in the match. They could change things between now and Monday, but he doesn't have a opportunity. I don't think they will. I think Joel Pearl act an ass out of here with manifesting bad ideas. But I think we're in a new era. Guys, we're not talking about the elephant in the room, which is that sometimes there's not enough money. In the- oh, this isn't my read for today. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. It's been a long week. I'm so sad. Jeez. Oh, no. That what's wrong? Someone. What's wrong today? I don't know. You know what's It's almost like my brain is completely offline and there's nobody protecting me. That's what it feels like. Oh. It kind of feels like my whole thought process around my segue was just like untraceable. Kind of mm-hmm. feels like my brain wasn't online on any device and it wasn't protected on my, my cell phone. My router wasn't protected. My laptop's not protected, but darn it, if I didn't just turn this Segway botch around to tell you guys all about NordVPN. NordVPN.com slash FIFO brings you the fastest VPN in the world, the ability to change your virtual location with just one click, and online threat protection. That blocks you against malware, annoying pop-up ads, and so much more. And they have several tiers for you. That way you can get what you want. You can get four months free and a 30-day money-back guarantee with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Maybe you want to order UFC pay-per-views but don't want to spend so much money. Maybe you miss AEW Plus or WWE Network or something like that. NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows you to change your virtual location with just one click and gain access to those things. Get that geo-blocked content. Make sure you browse safely and securely. NordVPN.com slash Fightful makes your browsing experience and just your life experience much more versatile. Four months free 
and a 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Yeah, you did turn that around. I did. <laughs> I, I do want to say one more thing. It's just kind of hard sometimes. So, like, WWE gives us these, like, super short matches like they just did before with um with Butch, you know? And it's just, like, like as someone, as people who talk about these things, like, there's just so little to say. Great. He's going to receive a great pop. In my head, that's all I can think of because honestly, he's not gonna win money in the bank. And other than that, we're just we're there for to live for the for the awesome montage videos that WWE makes for social media that gets forty well, million views. If you thought that match was short, I've got I've got good news for you because Ooh. we've got an even shorter match coming. <laughs> <laughs> we got Eosky and Shotzi here. Um, we did get a quick backstage with Butch where they kind of hype up the fact that shoot named Peter England is going to London, which is pretty cool. Um, but we also get Baron Corbin pissing and moaning about the fact that Carmelo was there and Cameron Grimes coming up to clobber him and shut him up, which was pretty good stuff. But we get this match between EO and Shotzi and, uh, this one kind of went the way, that I expected, except I didn't expect Shotzi to be in control for so much of it, which was mm. actually refreshing. She was someone that felt a little lost in the shuffle. Her in-ring wasn't fully there. I think she was a little rusty because she wasn't getting hardly any reps, but she's starting to come alive the past couple of weeks. We're seeing a little bit, um, you know, she's always super reckless, but a little bit cleaner execution, I think, on a lot of stuff. Uh, but I, I think we know what we're setting up for with this damage control split. Uh, we'll start with Pulaski. What did you think of this quick little match that we got? Um, I thought it was interesting that uh, Bailey blatantly interfered on behalf of EO. We're all like, especially considering what happened at the end of the show, they seem to be teasing this breakup angle between mm-hmm. EO and Bailey for weeks now. So you would think it would be like, I'm not saying EO would lose, but I'm saying Bailey would try and help her. And whoops, I ended up not helping you. Um, I thought they were going to do that. But Bailey was actually competent. That's rare for the way they book her. Usually they don't book her to be competent, but she was competent twice. She cheated on behalf of herself competently in her own match and cheated on behalf of EO competently in EO's match. So maybe they're trying to make us think Bailey's got a shot at becoming uh, Miss Money in the Bank again. You know, who knows? I'm guessing they're going to go with EO costing Bailey or maybe Bailey snaps and it goes the other way. But I liked this for two reasons. One, as you alluded to, the end of the show, that would have been the same, almost exactly the same booking if they had booked it, which that's always frustrating when you see it in, in – more or less like back-to-back feeling matches. Um, and on top of that, like you said, she she looked smart. And it also feels like she doesn't want damage control to break up. When they went out there, she yelled, this is for you, Dakota. Like, it feels like her heart is still in it. And she's mm. still in this place of like, let's keep it on the same page. Now, it's obviously not going to go that way. But I, I really appreciated that. This was a super short match, but... I agree. I like if you're going to have everything have so much interference, like I like that it was at least smart from Bailey here. That made me happy. Cardoza, what did you think of this match? 
Just like you said, super short. I definitely do see EO Sky. I think one of them two is going to end up turning on each other. I just want to see who's going to hit harder. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I think EO Sky might might uh, come on top just because it looks like she's the one that's like kind of like is festering in her. Like I'm getting annoyed with this whole situation now. She's over it. Um, I can't wait to see it. Uh, and I... I would love for them to push EO as well. I don't know what it is about the, the fact that we are so far removed from kind of like the old school McMahon era of, you know, these uh, foreign wrestlers that can't really speak English sometimes too well that they, you know, the new era, the new WWE has been putting a lot of good light. Like you see uh, Shinsuke now a lot more on the mic, a lot more in front of the camera, like, do that with EO. I want to see her out there beating the crap out of it. I love that little segment she had with Asuka. That was really cool. That was awesome. You when know? they let her speak Japanese, too, she says some nasty things. Yes. So that's always yes. super fun. Yeah. It's funny because the crowd's really behind EO. Yes. So it's, it's tempting to turn her face, but she works so well as a heel. And Bailey's also super over. So I, I'm intrigued to see which way they, they choose to go but with this. But. Can I ask you a question? Uh, do the bailey's been around for so long and she's had such a great you know career she's done so much you know she's pretty much done it all would it hurt her in the long run to put someone over like a eo i don't think so in my head no you think so so no like, i i think eo is gonna be the one because i think everybody wants to see oscar and eo oscar is like she's one of these heels that are getting baby face cheer pops in the beginning, but then she's out there using the mist, right? Yes. Um, yes. EO, EO historically has been, she's just like a hilarious heel because she hates everybody. Like she hates everybody, even people she's friends with, she hates. Um, <laughs> and it rules. But the pop that she got in Puerto Rico was out of control. So yes. I'm, I'm intrigued to see where this goes genuinely because I don't know if there's. There's a wrong way to do it creatively, but I don't think there's a wrong outcome for who you put on the face or the heel side of this. That's, but I mean... let's keep moving along, guys. Get in your super chats and your humper chats. This is a long one today, but we had some guest appearances and we had about 20 minutes of Sean talking at us uh, up front here. So <laughs> thank you for sticking around. My favorite thing maybe of the whole night, my favorite thing maybe of the whole week in a week of phenomenal wrestling the only person that I know of that is more annoyed by WWE tropes than this guy below me here is Kevin Owens. <laughs> Kevin Owens absolutely losing his shit the past couple weeks on essentially WWE tropes cracks me up. He lost it with Imperium and the uh, music and that's not how things work around here last week. Monday, he kind of lost it on some storyline stuff. But today, he said, Kate, I know you hate this revolving door promo. And so do I. Everybody is standing too close to me. Get away from me. But we uh, we get this fantastic promo um, with our, our tag team champions. And they don't know what Jay's going to do. Kevin Owens wants them to focus on the tag team titles. An outcome pretty deadly. Followed by the Brawling Brutes. Followed by the OC, followed by the Street hmm. Profits, and Kevin Owens just wants some personal space. And the stressed out Adam Pierce, who I love, coming in here again, says, "All right, you're gonna fight in a gauntlet, and that is how we are gonna determine the number one contender. Gauntlet match, stakes, 
challenge. Boom. Clean and easy execution. I think pretty deadly looked like ice capades tonight in their ridiculous gear. I had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> uh, I I like this. It's it's setting up. It's moving on from the Usos, which is yes. And you're setting up a gauntlet match for the number one contender. That's a logical thing to do here. Uh, Kevin Owens is just he's he's my favorite wrestler in WWE. He's one of my favorites in all of wrestling. I just freaking love the guy. Uh, Cardoza, what do you think of this silly little segment? Yeah, you know, and and um, I I would I was watch old footage of Kevin Owens where he would snap like that a lot. And but it wasn't like what he's doing now gimmick wise. And I'm so behind it. I love the fact that he just freaks out. He's screaming at Adam Pierce, don't touch him. He's too he's too close to him. Um, you know, everyone in the room is pissing him off. And Sammy turning around and telling him to calm down. I'm waiting for some funny like one liner, like you're gonna get as much something to come out because um <laughs> It's fun, but I do want to say this. There's a but there. I don't want them to kind of make that their thing. I, I don't want I want to still take them seriously, right? Like it's cool to do that once in a while with them, but I, I want them to be a, that kick ass team, man. Like I honestly, this new this this run with them with them too is really cool to see. And I hope they stick to it. Like um, yeah, but other than that, I thought I thought it was a fun segment, and I hope that that KO continues to flip out in different ways, <laughs> but don't make it his thing. Don't make it a whole entire, his whole personality. I disagree badly. Make really? It personality. I love it. No, they're, they're so good at this. And Sammy's so great at like reeling him in that. I think once they sink their teeth into a story, you kind of move away from that, but they're just setting up a gauntlet tonight. So, so I'm good with it. But uh, Pulaski, what do you think of this segment? Um, a few weeks ago, uh, Finn and Damien pinned KO and Sammy. Creative has not bothered to mention anything about them getting a title match out of that. I don't know why you have Finn and Damien pin KO and Sammy if you're not going to do a title match out of that. Also, two weeks ago, Imperium beat um, Alpha Academy in a number one contenders match on Raw. Um, obviously they're still doing stuff with Imperium, but there hasn't been anything said about when Imperium gets it. So is there going to be just always a number one contender to the tag titles on Raw and a mm. number one contender to the tag titles on SmackDown? Are like, and it's just like whenever KO and Sammy get around to having those matches, we do them. It does feel like because Imperium is the number one contenders on Raw. And I feel like it's very obvious to me, Pretty Deadly is going to win this gauntlet match. Um, uh, they're from the UK. Imperium is from Europe. I feel like we do a triple threat at Money in the Bank. Oh, yeah. Like that, that's how, and so you got two very different heel teams, devious in their own ways versus um, KO and Sammy. I think the ends justify the means. But um, I would like to see a little bit like if if KO and Sammy defend the titles against a Raw team and lose, they lose the Raw titles. And if they defend against a team from SmackDown and lose, they lose the SmackDown titles. I don't like this floating from brand to brand thing. I, I, I think there are too many, as, as evidenced by this interrupting promo parade that we got, there are a no. lot of really good ta tag teams on uh, on SmackDown. 
and there are a lot of really good tag teams on Raw. So I don't feel like we should have to split them up and and do willy nilly at, at that. But I think I think that that, that match is going to be willy nilly. Uh, yeah, great. Um, yeah. If you ever say interrupting promo, I'm just going to say move back at you. That's good. So just so you know, Doc Mueller, the IT wizard, the technical wizard that is not Zack Saber Junior. says, "Happy six nine, everyone." Yeah. I think what he meant to say was, "Hope you all had a nice six nine. Dom sucks. Pass it on. Well, you know where we stand on Dominic here, um, and we appreciate your support with that. But we move along to our main event. We get your bloodline drama, which I will sum up for you now from earlier in the night, leading to an Austin Theory and Jay Uso U.S. title match. Show opened. With Solo and Heyman in the ring and Jay walking out alone. Jay tells Solo that he has let a lot of things slide, but stabbing Jimmy in the back is not something that he can forgive. Heyman says that Jay had it all wrong. It's not Solo's fault. It's Jimmy's fault. He made up his mind and is bringing Jimmy along and bringing Jay along for the ride. Excuse me. Uh, he says that Jimmy kicked Roman and didn't even consult Jay about it in advance. He pulled the trigger like the older brother that has always been jealous. Later, we get a setup of this U.S. title match for Jay. Not tag team gold because Jimmy killed the Usos, Paul Heyman says, which I thought was a pretty good line. Uh, Roman will embrace Jay after he wins the U.S. title and show him the ways of becoming the next tribal chief. Love that they set that up, that like Jay's being... The one to take over the throne. We also get a talking segment with Sammy and Jay. And Sammy's saying, look, I get why you would want to be the tribal chief, but you got to follow your heart and really think about what you're doing. No more Usos uh, would be what would come out of that. And Heyman also saying he appreciates a good cliffhanger, makes for good television. But then he goes to paint on a picture of what life in the bloodline would be like. And Jay says, what are you so excited about if you're in this? If I win, or if I'm in, you're out, which I thought was all pretty well done, leading to this theory and Jay Uso match. Um, ultimately, there's a lot of interference that happens at the end, so I'm gonna mm. cut to it. Uh, pretty deadly show up and attack Jay. Jimmy goes to super kick both of them, but Solo shows up to attack. Solo with a Samoan spike attempt, but Jay stops him and Jimmy tries to super kick Solo, but hits Jay instead. They got to get these super kicks under control. It seems to happen a lot with them. Jimmy and Solo brawl on the floor. Back in the ring, Theory covers Jay for the pin. Nothing better than an indecisive Jay Uso or one that doesn't know what's going on. Super, super fun stuff. Um... What did you guys think of the bloodline drama and our main event? We'll start with Pulaski. Bloodline drama was, uh, was interesting. Actually. I liked the idea of the, the, um, we're like, of course it's a lie, but, um, that, that the idea that Roman would bequeath the undisputed title that he will never lose to Jay when he decides to retire is a very interesting thing, but um, that basically, like, there's Jay, all Jay wants to do is belong. He's just trying to figure out who, what he wants to belong to, and he wants singles gold and the opportunity to face Austin Theory for the for the title was a cool one. I was like, A, it's 
possible we get that title off of Austin Theory, which is like a number one in my book. That'd be great. Also, if the idea of him winning that title and then telling Paul and Solo to F off anyway, like th that's that's really cool. Uh, I thought there was a lot of cool things here. All I wanted out of this match was just for it not to be overbooked to hell. That's sure. all I wanted. And they booked it all the way to hell, overbooked it all the way to hell and back. Like, you still have never told me why the Yes Boys are henching for Austin Theory. That's never been explained to me. I don't know. Because they're both heels? Did they draw names out of a hat? All mid-card heels that come up from NXT have to hench for somebody when they get here. And they've been assigned to Austin Theory. I don't know. Give me some reason yeah. why it happens. Austin Theory keeps coming out. Keeps being interviewed, uh, coming out to cut a promo or being interviewed backstage and talking about how great he is, and he never wins a match via his own doings. Again tonight, he only wins the match because he happened to be conscious enough to roll over on top of Jay after all that stuff happened after he was already unconscious. And the whole thing about I I cannot tell you how much I absolutely hate the idea of hey my brother kicked me. <laughs> no, I don't like you. Like, no, he was obviously trying to kick Solo Sokoa. You have to have more than two brain cells to rub together. Otherwise, I can't root for you anymore. <sighs> like, it's, I want so badly to be rooting hardcore for Jay Uso to be the guy, the top baby face to push you. The story only works if Jay gets to the top and moves on and, and dethrones Roman. But making him into a dummy who can't distinguish between an accident and a real on-purpose super kick, that doesn't work. Man, I know I've been on the ZSJ kick, but there's a perfect example of the opposite of what you're talking about. And he and Samoa Joe have had this I'm the better TV title holder feud building. And they had this tag match. And there was this incredible spot where... Samoa Joe is just such an asshole. Like he just, every time he would go to Zach, tag in Zack Sabre Jr., he like hit him really hard on the back to the point where Zack Sabre Jr. is like, what the? And so then Zack Sabre Jr. is like, oh, this is how you tag Joe. <laughs> like we got all these interactions. And then at one point, Samoa Joe just tagged back in and hit Zack Sabre Jr. really hard. And he just turns around <laughs> and looks at him and is like, get it together, guy. And Christopher Daniels pushes them into him and he headbutts him. And then Samoa Joe's like busted open. And you can see in Samoa Joe's face the moment where he, as a veteran and who's smart, is like, we still have a match to win, but I'm pissed at this dude. And the way that that was all executed so perfectly is kind of the antithesis of what you're saying. And I, I so appreciated that moment because there were spots in that match where they were doing submission holds as in anything you can do, I can do better showcase. Like the storytelling of that was brilliant. But that moment where you, I, I had that thought of like in other places and not just WWE, they would do this in AEW or other places in general. I feel like, like Samoa Joe would have been dumb enough that they would have gotten heated and cost themselves the match or whatever. But like, you can see Joe, his face just actively choosing like, I'm pissed at this dude, but we got we got a, a job to get done here today and we gotta stay mm -hmm. on the same page. So I agree with you. It's a it's it's also repetitive. It's getting like a little bit um the super kicks hitting the wrong people, especially yes. with, with those red shoes, man. They gotta 
they got to think of other ways that if you're going to even use the same device to keep that feeling fresh. It's called lazy writing. It is. But if you want to keep things feeling fresh on areas of yourself, if things are getting a little a little hairy uh, in your own parts, fellas, my God, do we have the partner to help you keep uh, your, your own bloodline traditions. What is happening? Cleaned up. We're playing a Manscaped dad. That's all. <sighs> Let's be real. Big nasty pubes are gross. You want that tree to stand taller. Sometimes you got to do a little bit of landscaping. Sometimes you got to do a little bit of manscaping. With manscaped.com and that code FIFA, you're going to save 20% off your order and get free shipping. What a deal. And how about this? They've got a ton of deals on that site. They got a lot of bundles, a lot of packages to help out your package. But it's not just your package. It's your body, it's your hair. They got deodorant. They've got shampoo. They've got foot deodorant. They got ball toner. They got everything at manscaped.com. And when you use that code FIFA, get 20% off your order and free shipping. Just a plethora of different options. Maybe you want to try a little bit of everything. Maybe you just want to try one thing. Well, Manscaped and the code Fightful will get you there. Make that tree stand taller and trim it up a little bit with Manscaped. Segway queen. Guys, that was our episode of SmackDown. It was. It, I wish the matches were longer, but we got some, some stakes. We got a main event where I didn't inevitably know the outcome it was it's it was all right it's they sprinkled a lot of good things a lot of seeds to make this garden grow and if you need to keep your garden maintained manscaped.com zip zip wait no (laughs) well hopefully if you're zipping you're not having to worry about anything on that side of things but Alex, you said you were going to leave for yeah, I'll leave. rampage. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I can, I can go. I'll, I, I will be watching from afar to see your reaction to the Karen Jarrett happenings, but that's really the only thing that is worth. Because <laughs> nothing I'm... else was. I was wondering. I messaged you guys on the private chat that mm-hmm. I was getting a headache, and now I remember why. It's because I have to talk about Karen Jarrett within the <laughs> that next match. My. Might surprise you. I'm not even. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Pulaski, plug your shit and get out of here. I won't even. I won't even plug my shit. That's it. I'm just. I'm just gonna leave. That's all I'm gonna. I'm like. I'm not even gonna plug my shit. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just gonna leave without plugging anything. Goodbye. (laughs) Wow. I'll plug him because he's great and he deserves it. Alex Pulaski. You can catch him on Sour Graps on Fightful Select. Uh, Mondays, Fridays, he does a SmackDown review as a Rampage watch-along. Uh, Wednesdays, he is on the Dynamite post-show with Sean Ross Sapp. And Tuesdays with me doing whatever the we do on <laughs> Tuesdays. I missed him this week. We we had some silliness with Joel, but it was way too normal of a show. And that's just gross for what we do on Tuesdays. We sing songs and do puns. <laughs> we have fun. Um, so feel free to join us over there for that. But we are going to switch into Rampage. We are going to fly through Rampage because, darn it, there's just not a ton to talk about. How many times can we say, great match, no real consequences, but a decent enough episode. It is an emotional thing for me to give up the Rampage review, but 
not gonna lie, starting at 10.10 moving forward and not reviewing this show, which is mostly an appetizer sampler of really good matches uh, with moving story along on a very light level. Doesn't break my heart as much, to be honest, but decent enough rampage tonight. We do have kind of a, a nice segue from show to show question that came in from Bacon Space saying if you had to book a WWE and AEW pay-per-view, who would we book? Man, ain't that the million-dollar question. I think you could do a Shield triple threat in a really, really, really fun way. Now, um, I would probably do... Oh, man. Jamie Hayter versus Becky Lynch pops out to me. Um... Ricky Starks versus LA Knight pops out to me. Um, I don't know, man. There's a lot of there's a yeah, lot of fun yeah. stuff you could do. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything stable and stable, like Blackpool Combat Club versus LWO or something like uh Blackpool Combat Club versus Bloodline, honestly. Yes. Super, super, super fun, especially you have Moxley right there, right? Um I think the the stables is where the money would be at. Like Imperium versus the Elite or something. Like there's so many fun possibilities there. I don't I don't even know. Any any dream matches that pop out to you immediately? Oh man, I would love to see Cody face someone. No. Right? <laughs> Cody no, versus Malachi. Like, who did he not face? Yeah, uh, yeah. When he was here, like we could do Cody and Kenny or something. There's just there's a, there's a lot, you know, and unfortunately, I don't think with and with the current regime that's in there now, even and meaning Triple H, we'll never see kind of like a forbidden door between the two companies. We just it just won't happen. On it would have to be. No, someone... I think especially now that they sold, like I think. Oh they're... yeah, correct. I mean, yeah. it would be fun, but you're right. I mean, but but they're still a private company, aren't they? They, they could well, take that's them why private. I mean, like even having sold, I think they would almost be like less yeah, likely because they're not. That sucks. They're not like wrestling think... guys, so they're probably like just keep the ecosystem the way. No, you're right. Like, you're right. I I totally forgot all about them selling. Like that felt like it was 15 years ago. I do think though, man, there's a lot of fun stuff outside of there. Like Forbidden Door, obviously, but like. ROH might be getting in the mix of that. Like, there's been relationships with Impact. Whole bunch of fun to be had in the the more open wrestling landscape. Luis says he wants Walter versus Danielson. Yeah, no, that doesn't hurt. Um, trying to think, like, like things like I would want to see like Drew Gulak versus who, right? Like, I'm, I'm thinking even in like those terms, but. We got a poem from Jesse Ozak to start us off tonight, saying to tie this all together. The word. Rampage was first used in 1750 by Scottish poet Alan Ramsey to quote, when he came, came his wife, I think this is supposed to be home, when he came home, his wife uh, did real and Rampage was in her clower, choler, choler, chode, choler, in her chode. In her choler? In her toter? I don't know what that word is. I am so using that for social media, by the way. That my is our God. clip of the night. That's the clip of the night. Well, not my match of the night, but a fun one. Bandito and the Lucha Brothers versus Ethan Page, Big Bill, and Lee Moriarty starting us off. I thought this match was really mm -hmm. fun, and I hated the ending of this so much. Why is everybody dumb? Why? Always. Uh, 
Matt and Jeff are upset that Ethan Page didn't put on his gift of wristbands that they got him. Ethan puts on the wristbands and Bandito hits him with the 21 plex from the victory. Uh, I hated this ending, but the, the match was real fun. Glad to see Ethan Page back on my TV. I really hope he's on collision because he's got to get some more screen time. He's just too damn good. But thoughts on the match? I, I liked the match. There were a lot of fun spots in it, but the ending... Yeah, it was good. Um, I, the ending was kind of weird. I I don't like the the distraction stuff. You know, it's just again lazy to kind of just if you you know trying to make them pay for something, but it's been overused. So, and this um, whole angle is lazy. Like they, yeah, yeah. The whole idea was like they were under Stokely's reign, right? And then on a zero hour match, they just reversed the angle, and I just I don't know. That's just kind of boring to me. Let's move away from it, ladies and gentlemen. At, at AEW, if you're listening, just let's move away. The match was pretty good. Don't get me wrong. And yeah, and the of, of course. Like, I mean, they they put on a. I mean, even Big Bill was pretty damn good in this match. He's really, really like starting to to climb. I'll be up, honest. Up my list. I think he has a future in the sport. He's what seven foot tall, and I honestly, I don't think you could even teach that. I think it's an unteachable thing. Yes. But we're seeing like more of his personality come Yes. Out. He's not just like this lumbering big dude anymore, which is, is really great his to line see. One piece by piece. Like, I'm here with Kate on Fightful. That's it. And he doesn't have like an insane little mouthpiece to speak for him. But he's <laughs> this was this was what it was. My notes literally say really great match. Really dumb ending. I love like, it. Um, Lucha Brothers and Bandito are obviously nuts. Like they're they're uh, a fun little grouping there. My thing is, they're also your ROH tag team champions, and they never have defended it, not a single time, I don't think. And ROH since they've won them, defend them, please, on ROH television and not on A and W. Um, we quickly move along to QTV, which I know is not for everyone, but I gotta be honest. It is for me. It is, yeah. I love it so much. They're trying to figure out what they can do to hype up Collision. Should we give them ice cream? No, that's been done. Should we spill JR's coffee? No, that's been done. Ooh, what about an announcement about an announcement? If you know anything about me, it's that I hate announcements about announcements. Get them out of here. When people on Twitter are like, I've got a big thing to tell you about on Monday, and it's like the Thursday before, and announce it. I hate announcements about announcements. This was for me content. Uh, and then they say, how about we just like have a champion come out to tell us all about Collision and what it's going to be. I love QTV. I know it's not for everyone. It's for Kate. <laughs> I like how she's like, you know, everyone's interested in my big, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is it's 1997. not 1997 anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, okay. Um, This is not a super chat, but it's an important question. Luis versus Kate versus Alexis. Who would win? Luis. Hands down, Luis. 200%. He would go up to the top rope because he's such a WWE stand. He would do the shimmy. Yeah, of course. Because, you know, and then we'll have Michael Cole show up out of nowhere and say, the late great Eddie Guerrero, and then that's leave. It. And that's he it. He'll hard us, splash both of us. But it would be called, like, the moderator. Yeah, and it yeah. Would win. Hit the him with the moderator. By God. Powerhouse Hobbs defeats a local jobber. How is this any different than what he was doing before the Book of Hobbs? I don't understand. They're, re they they're rebringing him back. It, it, this this is all it is. They're showing his power. 
from his hobs. We knew. No, we forgot. No, we did not. At no point I was like, does Will Hobbs still have a great spine buster? Oh, oh. God. I he feel won the bad. title. He boomeranged it back to Wardlow. They had all these badass vignettes. He needs to he needs to do like a street fighter vignette. You remember the old school street fighter? You would beat up a car. No more vignettes. Dun, 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 dun. We are brought in on Will Hobbs. Put him in a freaking story. This is getting out of hand. I don't even know who this man is anymore. I need to know who this powerhouse person is. <sighs> I, I still love him. Pro Wrestling Podcast said to Kate from Pro. Yo, yo, my, yo. Hi, Pro. My fellow CM Punk stands mm. who are like besties with CM Punk. They're always, he's always commenting on all of their Instagram stuff. I saw him fight for Select. He might be coming back. Who, CM Punk? Yeah. Yeah, I heard a rumor about that as well. I heard it on Fightful Select before it was confirmed on television. I'll tell you what. So join FightfulSelect.com, the best $5 in the business. Yeah. And if you join Fightful Select, I'll let you know all the news. Yeah, it's all Cardoza. About MJF. Because I got the scoops. That's it. Uh, You also get me and Pulaski, who was on here before doing pay-per-view post shows. You get a bunch of additional bonus content. You got a lot of good stuff. The Q&A, I got to say, underrated. The best. Q&A stuff is great. If you're like, I have a question. Sean's like, I'm going to find out the answer. And all you have to do is post a little question on this thread. It's good stuff. Little thread. It's, it is not. She gets asked hundreds of questions on those. Um, Big thread. Get, get Will Hobbs into a program, please. Right. He will. I, I have a feeling. I'm, you know what? I'm going back to chill, Alex. Let this one play out. Let Powerhouse eat. Put him in a program right now. Let him eat. I don't know why I got so ornery, but you know who's gonna come out? It's Ryback. Ryback versus Powerhouse. I'm gonna mute you. (laughs) God, if that happens, oh. We get this weird little promo with Wardlow. It was a little bit oddly delivered, but I liked where it was going. We get. Him and Arn Anderson, Glock Anderson. Glock Anderson. Talking about the assault on his son last week. And he says that Brock is a tough guy and he's been through worse, but they've been receiving a lot of disrespect from Christian and Luchasaurus as of late. They promise those men will pay just as Wardlow has, or Wardlow starts putting over like everybody else that he beat, which I think was a good thing because his title reigns have gotten lost in the shuffle. Him talking about everybody else whose ass he's kicked is a good thing. But he's got Jake Hager on Dynamite next week. Did not love their, like, worked shoot fight angle that they did, so I hope this is not anything like that. But okay, we can run this back. (laughs) Meanwhile, Brock Anderson is okay, and Arn reassures his fans that he is doing just fine. Any thoughts on this at all? Uh, the fact that he said he's been through worse, I can only imagine what his dad put him probably DDT the crap out of him <laughs> while he was growing up, <laughs> and a and a spine buster whenever he came home with a grade lower than an A. He's like yeah, dinosaurs he's, ain't he's got nothing on worse. my dad, bro. Um, I will say this: that Wardlow interview, I liked it. It felt honest. It felt real. He took breaths. He let it breathe. You know, like in the sense of like 
you knew he wasn't trying to like remember everything and but at the same time he knew what he had to deliver to us to get the point across so i really enjoyed it um sometimes we we paint a picture where these promos have to look like a picasso just perfect and i really like the way he delivered it just a, like a regular dude saying i'm gonna whoop your ass we gotta take care of this business first but guess what i'm coming after you gang gang Let's see that's what's up that's what's up move along to the acclaimed and daddy ass oh. billy gun defeating the spanish announce program who is not the spanish announce table no. from the days of yore of roh we're still sap serpentico and helico and poppy luther we're told uh we got a nice little rap here we're told that sap stands for small ass penises I from max it. caster i popped too hard for that I popped for Bones and his awesome pride gear, which Kylie also did, with the support of wonderful chat, as she always is. Then Kate is beautiful, Alexis is cute, and your girl had a bit of wine. Anyways, happy pride. Also, Bones' gear? He was rocking. Did you see the gear. little girl scissoring away? As <laughs> I was, I, so, I cried from how cool that was. Was I was so like, yo, funny. did you see? I put it on toes. Did you see a little girl just going in like, ah. I was like, she dude, her parents are doing in. a good job. All in. This one goes the way and better of. Uh, you get the Spanish announce table losing here to the acclaimed <laughs> and daddy ass. No surprises with that. I don't know where you go with this because they already had their title shot. Any thoughts on this? No, I think they're <clears throat> honestly they're going to be setting them up for something sooner than later. So um, let them continue eating like with powerhouse. Next up, <laughs> we get a segment with Karen Jarrett. I'm going to use my inside voice. This is all you hear to contain the fact. <laughs> Crickets. I just. I'm going to use my, what is it, ASMR voice? I'm going to use oh, my gentle up. voice to be self-soothing. Because... black. <laughs> <laughs> Say it that way. Ready? Here we go. No, no, no. Go away again. It's going to be a very soothing. I'm going to go off camera too. I'm going to not do that because then Sean will think there is a tech issue and come back on the stream. Okay. <clears throat> Karen Jarrett arrived and it turns out that Aubrey Edwards is not allowed to compete because of her role as an official. And they should have just done that. Okay. But instead, what happened was Mark Briscoe came out and said that you as a woman can't compete on your own as a ref. But for some reason, there's a complete exception for that in a mixed tag situation because that makes you not biased as a ref, apparently. If there's two dudes by your side, that's perfectly acceptable. And then Sanjay points out there is a numbers differential. And we find out that Papa Briscoe is going to be on that side, which is cool. But I have to ask, what the ever-loving fuck is this angle? It is stupid. We get two women's matches a week, which I desperately hope changes with Collision. But I gotta say, this is not the use of television time that I would like for the women of AEW. And I don't understand why Aubrey is not allowed to compete on her own, but
But when there's two dudes out there, that changes the rules of being a referee. And she is cleared to be in a mixed tag match. Wow. What the ever-loving fuck was this segment? <clears throat> if Papa Briscoe retires Jeff Jarrett for real, I'll retract. But if Jeff Jarrett ever sets in, foot in the ring again, this alier, this angle was a failure. Why is it okay to be in a mixed tag match? But not a singles match. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. She has protection. Why did they not put the TV title in ROH on him? Like, what are we doing? Stupid. It's what it is. Stupid. Can't. Hate it. I hate it so much. (laughs) I'll ask you your thoughts, but I'm not. I'll be honest. I'm not listening to them because there's nothing anybody can do or say to make me like this i i i do i want aubrey to have fun sorry that's all i want out of this and i don't know i've never seen karen jarrett fight this family this family must have must know something that's all i gotta say i don't know who jeff jarrett has blackmail on but yeah jesus hell a better use of women is four of them Main eventing, we love that for a title shot. We've got Sky Blue, Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and Mercedes Martinez. Kind of a surprise in this one. We get Sky Blue with the win. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Kylie knows how she feels about it. She says, yay, Sky Blue, in a super chat to us. Thank yay, you Yay, so Sky much. Blue. Um, It feels like we're headed toward blood and guts, and it feels like Sky Blue is going to be the one to get the pinfall in that match because mm. she has done nothing but lose up until this point. I think this is going to be the turning point for her. Um, she's been only winning an ROH pretty much, so, ex- with the exception of uh, a title loss to Athena, but was a really strong match. Um, what did you think of our main event? And did the booking surprise you? I was a little bit caught off guard by this. I was too. Uh, when I I kind of just went to go turn around real quick to start setting up for our show here, and the bell rings, I turn around and Sky Blue sitting there, and and the same shock face that I had, Britt Baker had, and I'm like, what just happened? Um, but again, I guess this is what makes they're trying to make these rampage shows, you know, not must see, but at least hey, you don't want to miss this because something's about you know something could happen. So I thought that was I thought that was fun. It was a great surprise. And she's definitely I mean, if they keep her for the long run, she's another one that, you know, could be the future for AEW. 23 years old, man. The freaking yeah. world's in front of her. She could use some more reps and consistency. Like I, I really like the idea of her being an ROH because I think there's a lot of um I think she's really good, at, but I think there's there's some growth that once it happens, she's going to be very next level. And I want that for her really bad. Um, but she's definitely involved in, in this kind of good girls, bad girls, originals angle. Um, so I am I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. Yeah. But I think ultimately, like if I had my druthers, I, I feel like she could do some really cool stuff. And this ROH Women's Division is shaping up to be so cool, too. Yeah. Like, um, but 
yeah, this was a nice a nice surprise here. I think unfortunately Tony Storm's gonna eat her for breakfast. Like I think that's where the oh, story is yeah. is going. Is that like this innocent underdog that everybody's kind of like rallying behind? I think. Tony but that's Storm the good thing. Go. You want that innocent, you know, like for sure. She's for sure. that, you know, white hot baby face. You know, that's just gonna come in there, and you're gonna be like rooting for her. And Tony Storm's gonna be that. She's gonna. You know what I'm saying? Like, just knock her teeth and be an asshole about it, you know? And I think that's great. You need those dynamics. And I think that this was this actually makes sense. Yeah, this wasn't a bad call. This For no. a surprise, it was one that I'm like, oh, okay, I can see. Yeah, we're going to do Britt Baker. Yeah, we've seen this. Like, you know? Yeah, and I think you want to do that in a, a bigger spot, too, if you're going to do that. But some Karen Jarrett research that louise did for oh, us and boy. karen's first and only match ever was a mixed tag with jeff against kurt angle in china in 2011 and that that match was a two-pack of ass that was part was not on cage match that was louise's commentary and chris Pereira saying yeah. we need a mark briscoe simmer down shirt yes the good part of this is that mark briscoe's on my television and pop briscoe being involved is all sorts of fun so yes i will take it but guys that was our main event we even got the mark henry line about it so i was very happy to see that return look at us look at us just doing the thing i know look at us look at you look at oh stop look at you i always look at you i always look at you too and it's because alex i know where to find you yes if other people want to look at you where can they find you Openclavicle.com. It's your number <laughs> one source. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on Instagram, Alexis Cardoza, on Twitter, like the little birdie says here, underscore Alexis Cardoza. Follow me. We're going to have a good time because that's what I like to do. You can find me at Miss Kate Fave on Twitter, but you can also find me all over this channel. <laughs> I did a lot of shows this week. I Filling in for Raw was really fun. Uh, but you guys got a lot of me this week. So um, normally on Mondays, I'm on Fightful Select with Mr. Pulaski, who you saw earlier Tuesdays on the Fightful main channel doing our NXT Sour Graphs post show. Wednesdays at the Mark Order. Talking all things All Elite. Thursdays doing your ROH review, which is a split review with Impact, who had a hell of a show. Go check them out on Overbooked. And Friday's right back here, but I am also very excited that I'm going to be at Forbidden Door, which was some exciting news that I found out earlier today uh, that made me very excited because there's only two matches announced and they are dream matches in my book and wow. going to be a podcast movement in Denver presenting, which I'm very, very excited about. So thank you. Thank well you. Well deserved. Thank great, you. great. Uh... Great show. Uh, done it a couple times. So um, I hope you have fun. And by all means, network the hell out of this place. I absolutely will be doing that. Kylie with a last minute chat here saying the mixed trios is dumb, but yet I can't help but laugh. There are a lot of people that feel that way and good for y'all. I will be running to walk my dog at that moment. But thank, thank you, you, Rampage. For this last couple months here, almost a year yes. I've been here with. Yeah, wild. With My goodness. Yeah, this is what brought me into Fightful. So it's it really is um, rewarding to be able to hand this off to Iridian and Rick and, and Cresta. If you guys haven't seen Cresta, my God, like she's just 
so much fun to hear talk about wrestling and and Iridian is fantastic as is Rick. Um, so that's going to be awesome. Stay tuned for Rampage updates and your collision reviews starting next week already. What a crazy, crazy, crazy thing. Time is flying, but this will become your SmackDown review only. We will be starting it at 10, 10 Eastern. So stay tuned for those. Thank you guys so much for joining us. This is a blast as always. Have a wonderful evening and we will talk to you soon. Have a safe weekend. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.